am joined on the line now by the Honorable Miriam Masif, Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Rural Economic Development. Miriam, thank you so much for taking the time. It's my pleasure. So I wanted to just to kind of start off by looking at, you know, what's happening in terms of, of the federal government and the actual work that is going on. We've we've heard a recent call from Prime Minister Trudeau talking about the possibility of Parliament, you know, getting back in session in the near future. Um, you know, just as an MP and as a cabinet minister, just what has life been like for you over these past few weeks? And, and do you think it's really important really to start getting back into the House of Commons to be able to do some work to help combat COVID-19? That's a great question. Uh, the last three and a half weeks have been surreal. Uh, we have gone from uh, working on Parliament Hill and doing business in, in rooms where we sit around tables uh, and make decisions, doing business in hallways by chatting with our colleagues and moving things forward and bringing people together uh, for conferences and consultations. Uh, we've gone from all of that to everybody stay home and everybody work from home. And, you know, the public service has been amazing. Uh, you know, we may not be on Parliament Hill, uh, but I can tell you that people are working morning till night and through their weekends for the past three weeks because everybody recognizes that this is a really significant moment in our history and for our country and that there is a lot at stake so there's a lot of conversations on the phone my ears are ringing at the end of the night as i'm sure everybody else's are uh there's a lot of uh there's flurries of emails and voice messages coming in about questions but also feedback on the measures we're introducing to help canadians cope with the COVID reality, uh, but the work hasn't stopped and the Prime Minister announced uh, that Parliament will be recalled so that we can table and approve further emergency legislation, further support for Canadians uh, at a date and time that will be determined soon. This will be the second time that Parliament's been recalled since we decided everybody should go home uh, to prevent the spread of COVID. So what, what did that look like the last time Parliament was recalled and sort of what do you expect this next time? Do you can, I mean, it's obviously not going to be a, a typical day on Parliament Hill. So just can you kind of paint a picture of how things look right now compared to normal with, with Parliament uh, or when, in fact, it does get back in session for even a brief period of time? Period of time? So on, uh, on the first occasion that Parliament was recalled, uh, Bill C-13 was tabled and it passed. Uh, and it got royal assent, which is which means it became law of the land. Uh, it required a lot of negotiations with colleagues in all parties. Uh, it required a lot of thoughtful scrutiny uh, by our Senate colleagues. And Parliament, uh, the House of Commons, didn't have every single MP in their seats. It was about uh, 30 or so MPs from all the different parties who represented proportionally uh, their parties in the House to uh, ensure that people could socially distance or physically distance themselves in their seats and to ensure that people who require travel from places like BC via airplane don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. 
I imagine that the upcoming uh, sitting uh, is also going to be done in a similar fashion. Um, I think the reason we're coming together uh, as a parliament to, to pass further expansions to the aid package that was announced is because we're, we're kind of building this response as we go, right? This is unprecedented. This has never happened before and we're doing everything we can to get it right and we're listening very closely to what Canadians have to say about what's working and who's left out and what can we do better and, and you know, being realistic about the fact that our economy is, is going to uh, stop uh, in many ways beyond essential workers. It's going to stop. And then we're going to need everybody to stay attached to their uh, employers, to be healthy, to be well, so that we can restart the engines of our economy on the other side of COVID. Now, when you're getting together for these, you know, sort of emergency sessions, I mean, just how critical are they to, to get people together quickly and to be able to pass some of the things that have been coming down when it comes to support for Canadians? I mean, there's there's reports out there, you know, that, you know, 30% of small businesses won't be able to make it through this whole COVID-19 situation, um, you know, when we're looking at being out of, out of, essentially out of business for two or three months here moving forward. Um, you know, so clearly there's a lot of support that needs to happen. People are in dire need of, of some dollars in some way shape or form whether it is employers or individuals here who are just trying to make it through you know every single day as it is right now just how important and how critical is it to make sure these these supports are available as soon as possible and and i guess that you know recalling parliament in a pretty rapid fashion is uh, an important way to make sure that gets done Making sure parliamentary oversight is there on everything that's happening is really important for, for our country, for our democracy, and to our prime minister and our team. So that's why parliament continuing to have oversight is important. Uh, how important it is to ensure that people have money in their pockets right away so that they can rest assured that they can stay home, not go to work, and prevent the further uh, length of the COVID crisis in our country, that's our main priority right now. Uh, and, you know, Parliament can do everything it can. Our government, under the leadership of our Prime Minister, can do everything we can. But if Canadians uh, aren't on board and aren't physically distancing and self-monitoring for symptoms, then all of it is for naught. And as unique as this situation is that we all find ourselves in, the good news is is that Canadians individually have a lot of power to determine how long this COVID crisis lasts by following the advice of public health officials and experts. Uh, I am happy to say that on Monday, April 6th, the Canada Emergency Response Benefit Portal will open. People can apply online for those dollars to streamline it. We are asking people who were born between in January, February, or March to apply on Monday, those who were born in April, May, or June to apply on Tuesday, and those in July, August, September on Wednesday, and you get the point until Thursday. Um, you can apply at any time, of course, but we're going to process 
these applications in that order so that if you have a, and I hope people apply to register online with CRA so that we can directly deposit money in your bank account, you can get that money between three to 10 days after you've applied, depending on whether it's direct deposit or you're waiting for a check. So we want Canadians to be well. We want Canadians to be safe. We want to do everything we can to shorten the period of time that our country deals with COVID. And we're going to do everything we can, everything we can to make sure that we get through it, that we get through it together, and that we come out on the other side of it stronger. Now, just when talking about people, you know, filling out applications and starting that process, I mean, and you mentioned, you know, registering with CRA to make sure you can get a direct deposit. Uh, you know, how confident are you or have you heard any concerns about, you know, just the a system's ability to handle this overwhelming capacity that feels like it's potentially going to be coming in? Is it is it equipped and are you confident that Canadians won't have any problems here? I mean, we've heard, you know, Morneau and, and Trudeau talk about their confidence in this. So I just wonder if, if you've heard anything otherwise where there might be an issue about about, uh, just the capacity and the ability of the system to handle the volume that could be coming here uh, in the very near future. We are confident that we're doing everything we can. And I am confident in our team uh, and their teams to respond quickly to any glitches or challenges along the way. And you know, this is the first phase of our response. Uh, there's a second phase where we focus you know, from individuals more to uh, institutions and nonprofit and charitable sector. Uh, and then the third phase of this is the post-COVID economic recovery that's going to happen. So we're setting up our systems and our teams very quickly to get into a new rhythm, to build the capacity and to do everything we can to make sure that Canadians are able to be safe to have money to spend on the essentials uh, and that we get through to this uh, to the other side of this crisis, uh, united as a country and stronger than ever. Well, Minister Monsev, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate you making yourself available and, and taking a few minutes to chat with me. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll always throw this question on the table before I let you go. Anything that you wanted to add or any message for Canadians that you want to deliver while I have you here? If you would like more information and updated information about what's available and what's happening on the federal government website, Canada.ca is the place to go. Um, my mom works in a long-term care home. Uh, so shout out to all the hospital workers, healthcare workers, those in long-term care facilities, those at grocery stores. We are so grateful to you and we're going to do everything we can to make your jobs and your lives easier. Thank you so much, Minister. Really appreciate it. And uh, stay safe out there, okay? Thank you. You as well. Take good care. That was the Honorable Miriam Monsev, Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Rural Economic Development.